the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome everyone to the show, Extreme Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news you can use. And today we have with us uh, an amazing young man that is an uh, awesome writer and author. He is doing some amazing things with his talent. Uh, he's originally from Chicago, Chi-Town, and, but he's been living in the South for a good little while, ever since he went to college down here. And he is now uh, a professor uh, at his alumni, you know, which is amazing within itself. They let him come back, so he must didn't do too bad when he was a student there. <laughs> they let him back in the house. But anyway, without any further ado, let me bring him in here, Kevin Cottrell Jr. Welcome to Extreme Carolina, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me, Mike. Hey, no problem, man. We, we're glad to have you here. And let's just dive right into it, uh, talk a little bit about this thing that drew me to you through a mutual friend. Uh, and, uh, he told me about you were a writer. And so, and then yeah. as I find out about you, you are a writer, very, very good one as a matter of fact. And, uh, one of the latest things that you've done, which is amazing is a book called ball. Don't lie. And, mm-hmm. uh, what folks don't know, and I know that's probably throwing them cause they don't know much about you, but your background is in, writing and doing things that are with the association. You have been associated with the NBA as well as the WNBA, and you were doing things with them and a lot of writing and, 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 and just covering the sport. And so with that, this book came out of your knowledge of going around. How many years do you think you were following the sport? Uh, for the last 12 years, I've been following the sport. So since 2008, this is when I jumped on board and uh, it's been a fun ride ever since just being able to see, you know, everything from Kobe winning his last two titles, mm-hmm. uh, Derrick Rose ascension in the NBA, LeBron's run with Miami and Cleveland, uh, obviously getting able to see the Warriors and the history that they made and their five straight trips to the finals. And, and so now here we are, you know, so, um, yeah, it's, just, it's been a nice fun ride to being able to cover the league and, and be around the players and just seeing these guys, who they are on and off the court. Wow. I, I, you know, and I tell you, you know, a lot of folks see them from a distance and, uh, and what most folks see is that, you know, that amazing athlete, but also, uh, somebody heard somebody say a bunch of millionaires and, uh, but they're not just all about that. And some of us know that, and especially you, because as you just said, you covered them up close and you've seen them off and on the court. And, as you're doing that, can you share with us, you know, your point of view of what you see and what you have saw or what you have solved by covering? Uh, you just by being around the league, you mean? Yeah, just by being around the league, you know, what, yeah. and seeing them. And, you know, it's like your friends or whatever. I'm not not that you're friends, but some of them probably have became. So they, yeah. 
I'm on the court or next. Hey, you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, you just you just you're quick to just find out how you got you have many of the same interests uh, as these guys, whether it's um, uh, foot, having a favorite football team, sport, or hobby, um, just being into things like sneakers, video games. Um, but the part of the biggest thing that I find about being around the league that these people are very, very big on their food. And uh, obviously, um, you know, being intent on fueling their bodies to perform at a very high level, right. that they, they take on a lot of information. But normally, a pro, if you meet a pro player, especially the NBA, as much as they try, mm-hmm. if you want to, if you go to a place and you need somewhere to eat, no better person to get a recommendation from than the NBA player. Because, <laughs> yeah, they ain't putting any and everything in their body. And, uh, exactly. Because they, they got to be tip top shape. And uh, you start putting some of that crazy mess in there, uh, then you won't be as in good shape because they work out like crazy a lot. And uh, yeah. I'm sure you probably went into that. But, uh, you know, this book, uh, Kevin, that, that you've written, and, uh, and, and by the way, I love the forward on it, and by another player, professional player, Candace Parker, and uh, she did the forward on your book, Ball Don't Lie. Uh, first off, where'd that name come from, Ball Don't Lie? Yeah, so, you know, it, <clears throat> just growing up playing basketball, Ball Don't Lie, just one of those things that you hear people kind of yell on a on the black top when they're arguing over a call and instead of, you know, there's no referees and pickup, mm-hmm. you know, you're always going to shoot for the call. If you're arguing a foul, shoot for it. Somebody misses, somebody say the ball don't lie. So, you know, <laughs> or if they make it, they'll say ball don't lie, the ball to tell the truth. So I just kind of wanted to have a play off of that title that I was getting these firsthand accounts from these individuals about the defining moments in their careers. Many that uh, fans and readers would remember uh, and be able to visualize. And it was a, since it being a firsthand account that, you know, these were, they were telling the truth. That's all I was seeking is the truth in moments to see what happened leading up to it during and behind and even the domino effect uh, as a result of some of these moments. And speaking of some of these moments, you had a collection uh, of these moments, not just a few, but a collection of them. And they weren't just collections. They were in depth uh, uh, conversations and things that you've had. So, and out of these conversations, what and I know you've interviewed and talked to a lot of them, and I know you don't want to just say, "Well, it's been my favorite guy." But uh, which one or or which athlete that you think has really inspired you? But you know, just caught you off guard as being such an interesting and inspiring guy to interview. Um. So you said which one is the was like my most inspiring thing. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The one that you interviewed, you interviewed a bunch uh, of, and I, yeah. So, uh, so I, I had 10 interviews total 11. If you count Candace, who did the forward. Um, but I would probably say Tina Thompson. Um, Tina Thompson was, was the most interesting and inspiring from the, from the aspect of, she was one of the, she was the first player ever drafted to the WNBA. So she had to trust the league that she had no knowledge of. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a true upstart. And knowing that going in, she was not going to make the kind of money that her male counterparts would make and not even knowing if the league would make it past its first year. Mm-hmm. So just to hear her 
just be strong willed and, and, and do a lot of research and, and, and get educated on things or find out how she researched other women leagues to see the survival rate of him and things like that before she made that educated decision to join and then knowing her knowing her worst. Um she didn't just accept the first thing they threw at her. Um, she wanted to be in law school, so she knew she had a true backup plan. Mm-hmm. So her story was just the most inspiring because it was much bigger than basketball for her. Um, she knew her worth, and mm-hmm. it's just something that you know I learned throughout the process of this book is just knowing who you are and being confident in your abilities, and it goes a long way. <laughs> that is so interesting that you say that, Kevin, about doing your work and knowing your work. I mean, yeah. she had a bet, like you say, had a fallback. And it wasn't just a fallback. Mm-hmm. I mean, law school, that ain't just some, you know, you just show up, you know, and this exactly. ain't, you got to work up in there. You got to work. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. And so having that, that's almost like dual careers and, you know, and, and doing the both of them. And she was one of the top notch players. I mean, she Absolutely. was, she was no joke. I mean, <laughs> she, she gave her all on the court and, uh, I mean, she was fantastic. And I'm sure that probably translated into her law school and probably law career since then. Yeah. And, yep. uh, that, that's fantastic, man, that you were able to do that. Now, the, but the book centers around mostly, uh, the defining moments of some of the hugest, biggest stars of the game. And she probably was one of the biggest ones in the WNBA. But over in the NBA, I mean, and I noticed that you said you covered Kobe's last two championships. Yep. And uh, I tell you what, I bet you that guy had worked ethic like out of this world. Did you cover that part of it as well, other than just the game? Uh, well, just really just being around the game, um, being based in Atlanta, I really would only travel for games, so I didn't get much else access outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, just still just amazing just to be around, just to see somebody work ethic before the game, um, and all of that, just seeing it translate into the game and just being around, hearing stories from others, things like that, and stuff is just it's priceless. Wow, that is fantastic. You're listening to Extreme Carolina on 95.1. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Tar Heel Basketball, Cam's Panthers, Asheville's eclectic nightlife, and the Great Smoky Mountains. It belongs to us, too, out here in Extreme Carolina. Once again, here's Michael Borkman. Be sure to visit our brand new website, michaelborkman.com to access exclusive online content including over 150 episodes of previous content for free we are also on facebook instagram and twitter as extreme carolina and lastly if you don't want to miss an episode with our amazing guest and trust me you don't you can now subscribe to our podcast and let the new episodes come to you automatically We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Extreme Carolina, a show that focuses on great people with great stories. And today, we have an amazing author, writer, and a guy that a lot of us probably envy and jealous because he got to get in the game, didn't pay. You know, he was just right there. (laughs) So he was in all them good games. He had to see all those folks, man, which is amazing. But now you also, with you being up close like that and checking things out, you were able to write about in the book about a recollections of things and, and seeing that in the intimate detail. But 
there was some things that played out and happened that had a sports domino effect. Can you share some of that with us, Kevin? Yeah, like uh, like one of the moments that had a true domino effect is um, the chapter I have with Dennis Scott featured in, and he discusses uh, their road to the 1995 NBA Finals with the Orlando Magic and just how everything came together and the domino effect discussed is when Jordan left the Bulls um, the first time in 93 and how Horace Grant felt underappreciated by Chicago. And as a result, he was able to take his championship pedigree down to Orlando, mm-hmm. kind of be their final piece. Right. And then Jordan, Jordan comes back to Chicago and Horace Grant helps lead Orlando past the Bulls to get to the 95 finals. However, <laughs> they go on to lose the finals, and then Orlando loses Shaq as a result to L.A. Yeah. And then, you know, of course. So it's just it's interesting just to see how small some of these guys' windows of opportunity is. And when things don't go right, uh, just how it ends. Richard Hamilton is another person in the book. Um, he stayed. In Detroit, I think the longest out of everybody that won a title with the Pistons in 2004. Right. And he eventually, he did, once he decided to leave, he opts to join the Bulls and Derrick Rose after he won MVP. And everything seemed just to be going right. And that was the year Derrick Rose tears his ACL. Um, mm-hmm. And they never get their chance at it again. And eventually, that's how Richard Hamilton's career ends in Chicago because he wasn't on a winning contending team. And so he wasn't viewed as being that as that veteran presence that was needed around a winning team. So the domino effect, Derrick Rose doesn't get hurt. You know, Richard Hamilton may have had three, four more years of basketball in him right. just by being a winning a winning product. So it's just interesting to see just just how these domino effects truly fall. Yeah, and that's amazing. You know, and that that truly was sad too that uh, what happened to Derrick Rose, which happens to be from. Uh, Chicago, uh, absolutely one, yeah. one of your guys, and exactly. uh, you know, as it D Wade, you know, and so you've, uh, I mean, I'm sure you you kind of had a infinity or somewhat for those guys, but D Rose was like, I mean, that guy when when he was playing, I mean, he was almost like the coming or maybe even a little tight better than Allen Iverson. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. but uh, I mean, that guy had a true game, and so you. Uh, knew those guys up close and personal. Now, speaking of knowing folks, now uh, you being from Chicago, you you now reside in Atlanta and you work in Atlanta, but that was a long time ago. You went to school in Atlanta, and so you just found out that you couldn't even go back to the Windy City, which uh, you know it is truly the Windy City, <laughs> no doubt about right. it. But uh, you found that being down here was the way to go and you have really done some things with your life. Like you, how did you decide on going to uh, the Clark Atlanta university? How, how did that come about? how did you choose that one over the other ones? Yeah. So I, I knew I, I, I played football in college. Um, I mean, in high school before playing in college, but I played in high school and um, once I knew I wasn't going to go D1, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to be at a black college. I knew I wanted to be a part of the atmosphere. I wanted to be a part of that lineage and, and that history, just uh, just the entire HBC family environment. Right. And so for me, it was just about what did I want to do in my life? And I knew I wanted to cover sports from a journalistic standpoint. And Clark Atlanta University just had a very good media department. Mm-hmm. And, and I just assumed with them being in close proximity to CNN, that the opportunities for internships or maybe a job postgraduate um, would be, you know, 
would heighten just having it in my backyard. So for right. me, it was the easy choice to choose Clark Atlanta. It was just a matter of me doing the work to get in. And once I got in, I never looked back. Wow. That is amazing. Now, you're also, as we said at the top of the show, you you went back and you're a professor over there at your alma mater. Now, what you just said, I really, really admire and respect. As a young man, you had a plan. You had a vision where you wanted to go and what you wanted to do. When you realize, hey, this thing ain't working out over here. Let me go here and do this because I know this this will definitely work. So in your alma mater, do you have the chance to translate that into these young men and women at uh, Clark uh, Atlanta University? Yeah, I, I do my best to expose them to everyday, everyday uh, life in this field, first of all. Um, I do take them on, on tours of studios and things like that so they can get the feel of a newsroom and they can get exposed to professionals that they can ask questions to that, you know, the normal student wouldn't have access to, you know, without actually having a true internship. Right. And so I, I think I do my best to to just show them, you know, all that I've learned and why I'm so eager to come back to help them learn and, and bridge that gap for the future. That is awesome. I really, like I said, I admire, I respect that. You know, that's like, turning around and giving back, you know, from what you have gotten, you've gotten a wealth. I mean, I mean, not just money, but a wealth of opportunity and things that you've done in, in your life, in your career. Uh, that's just truly amazing. And the passion that you, that you show in it, you know, that's another thing because you're in a field that you actually wake up probably thinking about what you can do and get done today. Or am I missing a boat on that? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> the passion. That's amazing. So how long have you actually been writing? You said you want to go to journalism school. How far back do that go? Oh, man. I, 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 you know, growing up in the 90s in Chicago, the Chicago Bulls, obviously, they just ruled our town and, and their success just sweeped us. And I knew I couldn't fly like Mike, but <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted the opportunity to cover guys like him and just their greatness and help tell stories. So, for me, I got bit by the bug in elementary school, honestly. Um, and I, I've always just wanted to work in that realm. That is amazing. Elementary school. Wow. <laughs> and you were honest with yourself, too. So you couldn't fly like Mike? <laughs> yeah, I knew I couldn't fly like him. So. Yeah, there's a lot of them think they can, but they can't. That's a shame. But at least they give it the effort. But now, speaking of the effort, uh, a little something that uh, some of the folks may want to know about you, since you had that early bug of wanting to write. Uh, and that has to do with reading as well. So we like Absolutely. to ask we like to ask our guests on the show, what book have you read recently that had the biggest impact on you and why? You know, to be honest, um, what I read recently, I've read before, but I was read recently again. It's Who's Afraid of a Large Black Man by Charles Barkley. Hmm. Um, and, and Charles had the, the foresight of, of just speaking with a lot of prominent figures, mm -hmm. not all black. But speaking with a lot of prominent figures, just about how they deal with the race in society, mm -hmm. uh, everybody from Tiger Woods to Barack Obama before he was president, it was featured in his book. And just his ability to talk to people and get in their heads about how we deal with everyday things, even at their stature, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. And I brought it back out because, you know, during these times of civil unrest in America, uh, sometimes you just got to look back just to see the progress that has been made. And, mm -hmm recognize the progress that needs to be made going forward. So for me, that's probably one of the most recent books that's had an impact on me. 
And to be honest, um, I actually, when I first read that book and our uh, idea for Bought Online was Spark, that's where I got the format from. Oh. Each, each chapter was had a person featured. So like Barack Obama had a chapter, Tiger Woods had a chapter, so forth and so on. Right. And is now we have to uh we gotta put that in the show notes. Tell us the name uh, we, we remember Charles Bachman. What was the name of the book again? The book is called Who's Afraid of a Large Black Man. Awesome by Charles Barkley. We will put that in the show notes for real. That is something that people need to check out and, and if they wanted to. We'll have it in the show notes. Now also also uh we, we like to ask a few other little softball questions and this one is real cool. I like it is What's the best advice, Kevin, that you've ever received? I think the best advice I've ever received is, well, two things. One was always tell the truth because it's the easiest thing to remember. <laughs> and then the other thing was, uh, you don't get what you you don't get what you work, you get what you negotiate. And so, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, especially in the black community, we struggle to negotiate pay and, and things like mm-hmm. that. And then we get mad because we don't feel like we're getting what we worth. And so that's just what it is. It's like just always remembering uh, negotiation tactics mm. um, so you can get what you feel like you're worth. <laughs> Man, I love that. That is truly a good, good thing to say. And it's truly true, too. I mean, like you say it, that ain't no joke. Everybody around. Man, I mean, I'm not getting what I'm worth. Uh, you know, that, that ain't right. That ain't fair. I'm like, uh, wake up. <laughs> you yep. get, it, it's exactly. what you negotiate. You got to you stand up and, and just see it like it is. But anyway, thank you for sharing that. Appreciate it. And uh, one okay. one last question we like to ask, and it, it's, it's another pretty good one. And this one is, what's something about you, Kevin, that 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 surprises people, that they didn't have any idea? What? He, he what? I mean, you know, what really surprises people? What is that thing, something about you that surprised people? Uh, I think I think honestly, people are surprised to know that I'm a writer. It's not one of those things you can see, touch, or feel, you know. Um, and a lot of people just don't like writing themselves. So I think it it just comes off as a shock when people always find out that his passion is still in writing. Because who wants to write long form anything these <laughs> days? You know, with social media being what it is right. and texting being what it is, just a lot of shorthand and short answers and reactions more so than real thought out explanations and so i think there's just something about me that even with the book people are still like oh wow i didn't even know you write or people was like i didn't know you writing a book like how would you mm-hmm. know? So, <laughs> That's right. so yeah it's just yeah so uh, you know i still find that uh, um, people are shocked by that wow well i tell you what man that's a good thing to be you know to have folks to be shocked about and i tell you what man we speaking of being shocked uh, man, time is gone. Time is went by really, really fast. And man, and I really hate that because I've truly enjoyed our conversation. And uh, we're going to put some things in the show notes so some folks can check you out. And if they wanted to know about you, how would they contact you, man? Well, how, how'd they do that? Uh, yeah, yeah, they can follow me on um, Twitter at, at KCJ underscore switch. Okay. And uh, that's why I'm, I'm very vocal and expressive out there. So Always easy to connect out there and bought online is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble's website. There you go. Bought online. It was a great book. Great read. Y'all need to check it out. Hey, folks, we have run up against it and we want to thank Kevin uh, for being on the show today. I mean, this guy has really, really been a a good, good uh, guest as well as an uh, author. Uh, Kevin Cottrell Jr., we want to say thank you for being on the show, my brother. Thank you. man. No problem. As again, check the show notes on how to get in touch with him. Ultimately, Extreme Carolina is committed to you, 
our listeners to bring you leaders and newsmakers like Kevin Cottrell Jr., uh, who is passionate and purpose-driven about making a difference. By listening to their stories, Extreme Carolina listeners will have the opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. Folks, a positive quote as we leave out for today, simply this. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. MLK. Thank you, guys. Appreciate y'all tuning in to the show. God bless y'all. Take care. Have a good one. We'll see you. We out. Peace.